Bank of England's online historical inflation calculator, and with a dollar equivalent on the rough basis of a dollar fifty to a pound. It must, however, be remembered that these are merely indicative sums. Over the centuries, inflation has been much greater for some things than others. Prologue Captain Harville's Carpentry This is a watercolour of Lyme Regis on the southern coast of England. The cottages nestle on the hillside. An old stone breakwater leads down to the shoreline. A man and a woman are walking on the beach, and a solitary figure is looking out to sea. A rowing boat is on its way out to a ship at anchor in the bay. The eye is drawn to an expansive view of sloping cliffs and open sky. Jane Austen loved the sea. The story goes that when her father announced in December 1800 that he was leaving his position as rector of the parish of Steventon and retiring to Bath, she was so shocked that she fainted. She reconciled herself to the move only when the family promised to take a holiday by the seaside every summer. In 1801 and 1802 they went to Sidmouth and Tynmouth in Devon, in 1803 and 1804, it was the turn of Lyme Regis. The young people were all wild to see Lyme. When they arrive, in Chapter 11 of Persuasion, Jane Austen describes the little seaside resort in the style of a tour guide. The pleasant bay, the newfangled bathing machines, the famous cob, the beautiful line of cliffs stretching out to the east of the town the charm of the immediate environs, the high sweep of countryside around Charmouth, the woody varieties of the cheerful village of Uplime, and above all Pinney, with its green chasms between romantic rocks, a scene so wonderful and so lovely as exhibited, as may more than equal any of the resembling scenes of the far-famed Isle of Wight. These places must be visited, and visited again to make the worth of Lyme understood, Jane Austen tells her readers. She had visited Lyme at least twice, on one occasion witnessing a fire that destroyed a number of houses. When she describes the place in her novel, she is visiting it yet again, this time in her imagination. Her description is the literary equivalent of the engravings of popular tourist sites that were readily obtainable in the burgeoning print market of the age, the Regency version of the picture postcard. Jane Austen cared a great deal about accuracy. She wanted her novels to be true to life. When reading a draft of a novel by her niece, Anna, she pointed out that it was an error to portray people in Dawlish gossiping about the news from Lyme. Lyme will not do. Lyme is towards forty miles distance from Dawlish, and would not be talked of there. Her novels were grounded in the real world. In order to create them, she drew upon the reality that she knew, the people, the places, the events the celebrated fictional scene in which Louisa Musgrove nearly dies when being jumped off the narrow steps of the cob is not based on a real incident, but it could not have been written if Jane Austen had not visited the real Lyme and memorized its topography. 
The picturesque descriptions of the romantic rocks of Lyme is not, however, her most common style, and in this case, her passion for the sea perhaps led her to idealize the reality of the place. I was disappointed in Lyme, wrote her sister-in-law Mary to that niece Anna. As from your Aunt Jane's novel, I had expected it a clean, pretty place, whereas it was dirty and ugly. The fall on the cob, the bad-tempered exchange at Box Hill, the escape across the ha-ha from the grounds of Southerton, the road traffic accident with which her final, unfinished novel begins. Outdoor scenes in Austen's novels are often dramatic excursions, involving misadventures, transgressions, arguments, misunderstandings, proposals, whereas her habitual location is indoors, within the world of polite if barbed conversation in drawing rooms.